Hi, this is Tony, the Dungeon Master of the Campaign, and before we begin this session, we just want to let you know of a few changes that we're making to our overall brand. First of all, we are changing our name. We are now D&D Raw rather than Rules is Written, and part of the reason is the direction of the show itself has changed. So since we the beginning was just about focusing on the rules and what they said, now it's not just about the rules, it's also about how we play and our own homebrewed rules added into the game itself. Hi, this is Bethany, just chiming in as well. We really focused on kind of rules discussions early on, but now since we're doing actual play, we really wanted to reflect what we're doing now. So the last two reposts of our old rules as written episodes will be coming up in the next month, and then we'll be focusing primarily on actual play going forward. In addition to that, we still liked the term raw, and because of that, we thought of the idea of utilizing raw unearthed arcana material, stuff that is being playtested now for anyone out there. Yeah, because there's a lot of exciting classes and races and all sorts of things we want to try. Also, to be honest, we wanted a shorter name because we realized calling ourselves Rules is Written colon Orenthal to explain who we are is a lot to remember. And we just wanted to make it short and punchy and straightforward. Now, one of the big things is our feed isn't changing. We'll be continuing with Orenthal over the next several months. Yeah, and from there, we kind of are figuring out what we want to do next. We definitely like doing actual play, and it's fun. We hope you guys love it. But we'd love to hear what you think you'd like to listen to going forward. So let us know what you would like to, well, I was going to say see, but maybe hear would be more accurate. <laughs> In addition to that, we do still have our same Twitter handle. We are still at rules as written, but you can also email us now at dndrawpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and that's D-N-D with the letter N because ampersands are highly problematic and email and Twitter don't really work. So something we really want to ask you guys, if you are enjoying our show, please take just a minute or even like a half a minute to review us on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher, wherever you're listening to us, and, and share with your friends because we really want to see this audience grow and we want to develop what we're producing so it's something you all enjoy. So just engage with us and We'll see how this all evolves over time. Well, now that we got the business out of the way, let's continue on with this episode. As always, with me are the following players. Hi, I'm Adam. I'm going to be playing Sildan. He is a Way of the Kensei monk, uh, and he's a wood elf. Hi, my name is Chris. I'm going to be playing Daryl. He is a evocation-specialized wizard. He will be blowing things up. I'm Rachel, and I'm playing Kalima, the half-elf cleric of the Domain of the Grave. I'm Nick. I'm going to be playing Tor, a level 5 Dwarven Inquisitive Rogue. This is Bethany. I'm playing Sari, an Asavar, Order of the Immortal Mystic. And we would all like to welcome you to Orenthal. Last time in Orenthal, the party chased after a dwarven figure and successfully avoided the trap that led to his underground bunker. As they traversed downward, they saw two humanoids burning bedrolls and scraps of parchment with Saria quickly extinguished. As the rest of the party arrived on the scene, Kalima recognized the human as Melika, though he seemed to have little to no memory of her or his past as a soldier. Saria also recognized the dwarven figure as Trabon Strachelm, 
and Tor became enraged as he came face to face with the person who apparently stole his research. Trying to gather information from the two figures, the party questioned where they had been and what their intentions were when Melika began to grow annoyed and decided to continue burning the documents before them. And that's where we left off. So as a reminder, you find yourself in an underground room about 40 by 40 feet with stairs descending downward. All of you kind of gathered at the base of the stairs facing off against Melika and Trabon who stand before uh, badly burnt documents, parchment, and some bedrolls there as Melika with flint in hand seems to become annoyed and he says enough deal with them I must go and he goes and he strikes the flint onto the flint to, to start a fire and it does begin to catch I so I couldn't get to him before then no you are going to be able to rush up and Daryl does get his ready action right before you get there okay however upon that I need everyone to roll initiative roll initiative ah. Initiative. Uh, that is a 20. Alright guys, watch this amazing initiative here. Alright, so first we'll have Daryl, Sildan, Melika, Trabone, Saria, Tor, and Kalima. Am I still gonna go last? Are you kidding me? I'm still going last? Oh my gosh! <laughs> What'd you roll? A 12? What's your initiative bonus? One? Zero. Oh, what? Oh. Well, I got Wait, 11. Wait, so you have a 13. No, I got an 11, oh. and I rolled 12 total. But, oh, you I want to cast guidance on myself and use it on my initiative. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Daryl's ready to action goes off first before Saria can rush him. I was trying to rush so, him before he could light it, but I didn't get to. No. It's all right. I extinguish it. So the fire does catch for a moment. And what's the save? The There is no save. It... Against being blinded. Oh, sorry. for the. Uh, it's a constitution save for the blinding. Yeah. Constitution. Uh, what's the DC, though, Chris? 15. <laughs> it's constitution. <laughs> but only okay. those two have to um, roll it, right? Yeah. Yep. You see the blast go off. Sorry, you're able to rush up to him, but it looks like neither of them were affected. Okay. But the flame is extinguished? Yes. It started and then stopped almost immediately. Okay, question, Tony? Yes. About psionic damage, I'm assuming cannot be non-lethal? Uh, no. Okay, I assumed it was like magic in that regard. Okay, so you probably know the answer because of Chris. Are my unarmed strikes non-lethal? Yes. They can be. But uh, ranged attacks are not, right? That is correct. Do I still do all of my damage with my unarmed strikes if they're non-lethal? Yes. You're just kidney punching instead of, like, throat punching. So, Saria, you get your reaction initially. Well, I used blind spot and rushed up. I didn't have gotcha. another specified action, so I don't know that I got, I'm allowed to. That's true. Top of the round, Daryl. All right, so what do they appear to be doing? Are they, they look like they're hostile towards us at this point. Um, well, I mean, are they just, like no, coming no. to attack us with weapons or? No, you reacted. Okay. So, I mean, what do they, it doesn't look like they're doing he, anything yet, right? 
Nope, because you did a reaction. Okay. In that case, I will cast Mage Armor on myself. So you cast Mage Armor on yourself, bringing your AC to a 15. Yes. All right. Anything else? Uh, nope. That's it. Sildan. Sorry, Tony, to jump back, could I have said something on my, my ready thing? Just a quick one-line sure. thing. Don't harm them. Or don't do any permanent damage. <laughs> Sorry, I'll do Don't do any permanent damage. Don't kill them. I don't know how you say, don't do, do non-lethal damage. I don't okay, want to say so just don't kill them, because that seems, yeah. I'm going to run between the two of them. Okay. And then I am going to go ahead and attack both of them with unarmed strikes. I'll start with Malika. Malika. Melica. Melica. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll attack him with an unarmed strike. We'll get there. So I'll swiftly kick him in the head yeah. real quick with a 21. 21 hits. Okay. Still same damage, right? Yep, your damage is the same. Okay, cool. So that is a 10. I almost said 14. And then I'm going to spend a key point to stun him. Okay. What's the DC? DC 14. All right, he saves. Okay. And then I'll go ahead and attack, what's his face? Uh, the, the dwarf dude. Okay. So you <laughs> rush dude. up, move in, throw a kick straight at Melika, slamming into his side, attempting to stun him, but he shakes it off. Okay. And then I'll also on him strike. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, that's a three. Uh, that's a ten. So you turn to go to strike against Trabon and just... Your fist, he seems to catch it for a moment to stop you and just tosses your fist aside. Okay. Yeah, that's all I'm going to do for now. Uh, well, actually, no, I can just take as a bonus action another arm strike. Yes. That is a better one. That's 20. On Trabon? Yeah. Okay. So you, as he throws your hand, you go into a spin and thrust your leg back at him and slam into him. Okay. And that is a 10. All right. What's the damage? And then, yeah, I think that's... You only have movement now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's all I'm going to do. Okay. So, that brings us to Melika. You see him stare at all of you for a moment, and particularly at you, Daryl, and then just says, I cannot deal with this. And he focuses energy and begins to cast as he focuses on himself, and you see a portal open. That slowly engulfs him. I want to counterspell, so... Uh, it's at a higher level. Okay, so it would be... I just roll a... Uh, D20 plus intelligence. Okay. Uh, 13. Oof. Yeah, you release the spell, and he vanishes. Alright. Are the papers still there? The papers are there. He okay. is gone. You're like, the papers! <laughs> Alright. So... Trabon looks at all of you. I... You hear a cracking in his neck. I suppose it's time to cut loose then. As he suddenly grows and shifts, his form goes blue and his hair goes white. He gets sharp, jagged teeth and his form becomes large and muscular. What? Oh, man. What? Uh... And he turns. It's time to have some fun. He's going to hurt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't like it. And he actually looks first at you two and then back this way. And you see him focus his energy and release a spell. 
At the casters? Yep. Of course. Not the casters! Oh, man. And I just used up my counter spell. All right. I know. (laughs) Like, what is happening? I'm just like, oh, man. Not the healer! (laughs) All right. I don't like the fact that he's that big and still casting spells. So, Daryl. Yep. You see the spell released, and you fall unconscious. <gasps> oh. oh, no. Just unconscious. Well, is it unconscious from my lack of hit points, or? Your hit points are fine. Okay. Okay. He's just knocked unconscious. You are unconscious. All right. All right. Saria. Well, this is a totally different. I had this plan. Uh, there that goes. Since he's a giant monster. You should be tiny. Yeah, you see no. before you a large, hulking humanoid form. Bluish skin, long white hair, and uh, chain mail armor on him. So, question about non-lethal damage? Yes. <laughs> Just the damage that knocks him out has to be non-lethal, right? That is correct. Okay, cool. I'm not doing anything really significant yet, but I'm going to shift my, my focus with my bonus action Okay. to a psionic weapon. Okay. And then I'm going to... Oh, you also know... I'm sorry. You also notice briefly that the strike that Sildan had inflicted seems to heal. Uh. <laughs> All right. Can I run around basically in front of him? Yeah. You quickly rush and circle around using Sildan to assist you. So I run around, so I'm facing him. You are in his face. (laughs) (laughs) And I say, why don't you pick on someone who can take it? And I will attack him with my scimitar. And since I'm going to do lethal damage right now, uh, I will also be doing the cold damage if I hit. Go ahead. Advantage because I have flanking from Sildon. That is correct. So you rush around and get this thing between you and Sildon. Okay, so that's a 22 to hit. That hits. Okay, so that's going to be a total of uh, 13 points of damage. All right, so you rush up, your blade comes out, and you slash across his hide. That's all I can do because I use my action, my bonus action. Yep, because you switched focus. Yep. And I just try to look really intimidating, like a real, like game face, total game face. <laughs> total game face. Wait, how tall is he right now? What am I look? What? It, what's it face level? <laughs> his face level, his chest. Great. I will angle my face. Or, <laughs> about about stomach, actually. You're like five six. His stomach. Yeah. Oh. Okay. All right. I will try to go game face at his face. <laughs> yeah. You're looking up, him. and he's just smirking. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. I don't have anything else I can do this turn. All right. It's all for me. Tor, you are up. I've been looking forward to this for some time, thief. And he will strafe off to the side. The rest of us are like, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) And he will, first of all, try to use insightful fighting. So that'll be an insight check, I believe. Versus deception? Yes. Go ahead. Uh, 26. Wait, yes. Okay. So you focus on him as study, and his attention seems to not be on you, and you're able to see things his weaknesses and his defenses. Okay, so for the next minute, I'll be able to use a sneak attack on him no matter what. Yep. And I'm going to do that now, because that was a bonus action. Yep. So you pull your crossbow out, aim it, level it at him. 
Release the bolt. And rolling my attack to hit. 24. 24. The bolt flies and strikes him in the side. Ugh. 11. 11 points of damage slam into this thing. This man ain't even a caster. He's rolling so many dice. <laughs> <laughs> He's a rogue. Yep. And that's that's it for my turn. Alrighty. That brings us to Kalima. Alright, so I saw Daryl drop. Yeah, you just see him go from, like, attempting a counterspell and then just flop. Alright. Is his mage armor still up? Yeah. It's not concentration, right? It is not concentration, so it is still up. Yeah. So I would actually kind of run up next to him and kneel down and kind of put my shield almost, like, over the two of us as I'm, like, trying to, like, look at him and figure out, you know, because I just saw him fall. So I'm trying to figure out if he's dead, if he's, you know, just unconscious, and kind of assess the situation. So is that a medicine check? So make a medicine check, and if you succeed, you might be able to get him back up. An 18. Okay, so you lean in, and you just hear... (laughs) And you're just... You're like, really? (laughs) And just kind of, like, shake him for a moment, and he's like, what? Excellent. Daryl, you are awake and prone. Okay. (laughs) And that was my action, I'm assuming? That was your action. Okay, uh, then I will just kind of stay, um, I'm kind of like kneeling down with my shield kind of between me and the, the big guy and kind of blocking Daryl as well. Like, what are you doing? This is no time for a nap. Seriously. <laughs> uh, so that's all I'm doing. Alrighty. That brings us to so Daryl. So the Good timing. documents that they were trying to light on fire, where are they in relation to Sildon? They're right behind the thing and to the right of Sildon. Okay, so on the the five-foot plane that he is on, there are no documents? A couple of scattered ones. Okay. I wonder why you're asking. (laughs) The bulk of it's to the right of it. Okay, and there are none underneath the creature at all? No, not really. They're more around Sildon, kind of, Uh in that general area. I'm standing on them. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, let's see. So I will cast uh, Fireball and let's see, in such a way that it will hit the creature, but be free and not get close to the documents. Okay, so you can probably just nick the creature, but you will have at least Tor and Saria in the blast. I am aware of this. So... Should I narrate this? Either So, okay. So I will say you'll either have Tor and Saria and Sildan or Tor, Saria, and Kalima. It doesn't matter. We'll do... Uh, okay. I'm just mentioning. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Kalima just saved your life. These are our lives. It's all right. I'm not terrified <laughs> of fire anymore. It's okay. No, no, no. <laughs> it's fine. All right. So as I'm casting the fireball, you guys will see it explode out to the side and then a wall of fire comes rushing towards you but right before it looked like it would hit you the spell just seems to wrap around and harmlessly go around you okay. so Dex <gasps> do we hear Saria after, pooping herself after yeah, flinching a much. moment Tor would actually give give you kind of a thankful nod for not you know burning his research or whatever those papers are Daryl, from the ground, as he's just, uh, what happened, kind of, like, leans up slightly and, oh, 
focuses his arcane energy and releases a small moat of flame that explodes, yet leaves Tor, Saria, and Sildan unharmed. Foosh. <laughs> so roll your damage. Whoosh. <laughs> right. Do 86. Maybe. There we go. Okay. Alrighty. So 29. Oof. Foosh. <laughs> Alright, so you see a blast goes off that slams into this thing and just you hear a directed towards you, Daryl. Oh, is he sleeping Wonderful. too? <laughs> no, that that's that 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 that's a growl. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. And um, then any, it's in my face, so I hear it. So better. actually, <laughs> I I, don't, I pushed it, but any movement, uh, I will stand up. Okay. Good choice. So you, Good choice. You get up. Yep. Sildan. All right. So I'll I'll start off by going. So uh, are we for going all you know non-lethal attacks here? <laughs> and then I. I guess I'm just going to keep unarmed striking him since I don't have an answer yet. Go ahead. Uh, that is a 26. Yeah, that hits. <laughs> All right. That is an 8. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to decide what I want to use my last key point on. Yeah, I'll try and... No, I'm going to save it. I'm just going to attack him again. I think uh, Adam's brain glitched. <laughs> another 26. Yep. Okay, that is seven. Okay. And then another arm strike. That is a seven plus 23. 23 hits. All right, and six. Okay. And then, yeah, I guess I'll just stay there. All right, so Sildan, after calling this out, just whack, 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 two kicks to, to this thing's leg and one to its spine, just slamming into it. All right, you notice... Again, some of the wounds on it seem to begin to heal slightly. And he just looks around. You like flame? I prefer the cold. And he focuses his energy and releases a blast and begins to cast as he releases a blast of cold air that hits Saria, Kalima, and Daryl. So, I need the three of you to make a constitution saving throw. Total of 20. I got uh, a total of nine. You said constitution? Yes. Seven, sir. A seven. Uh, <laughs> I will give Oof. Rachel my inspiration. Oh, I actually have a point of inspiration. You do? From, oh, my, okay. from my thingy. My thingy. Um, yeah, so yeah. do I. I just looked at it. I was like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and roll that. <clears throat> Better? 10, sir. A 10. Oh, you beat my <laughs> oh, nine. no. All right. And then it was a 22 for you, Saria? Total of 20, I believe. Total 20. Yeah, 17 plus 3. Yeah, total 20. Okay. So, Saria. Yeah. You take. Let me make sure I have my math right. Yeah, you take 19 points of damage. Oh, gosh. My of cold points. of cold damage. Oh dear. I do not have any resistance to cold damage. Okay. And Kalima and Daryl both take 39 points of damage. I am <laughs> oh. down. So Daryl right. in a single blast just his body begins to freeze up and he just falls. 
I'm still up. I'm still up. <laughs> you okay. are still up. Okay. I have two. <laughs> two? <laughs> two hit points, guys. Do I, do I, am I aware that that they that they take this full force, Tony. We're yeah, sorry, you, I realized that. you're able to hold on, but you turn and peek over your shoulder, and you see crusted in ice. <laughs> Kalima, like yeah. partially frozen, you see icicles forming in her hair, but she's standing, and it looks like just barely. Daryl, you see as like Daryl, ice has formed partially around his body, and he is just like is actually being slightly held up by it, like he would slump otherwise. Yep. No gosh. All right. Aria, where are you at HP wise, by the way? Who? Me? Uh, Saria. Yeah, sorry, you're getting mixed up with my other character. I, I am. I am at forty two. Well, it is your points. turn. Yeah, I burned through my ten pin points. Oh, but I get my ten pin points. Yep, you now get plus five. So I'm at forty seven. Okay. I'm going to say I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> okay. Well, no, but it's it's because I asked if we're for yeah. going. Yeah, yeah, I, I, no, I, no, I know, that, I know. You're that's fine. That's her answer at this point. Okay, uh, needs to die. Basically, yeah. All right, I am going to as a bonus action use my lethal strike. We're going for the max okay. number of of points. So you see, Saria focus for a moment, and her blade almost seems to vibrate with some form of energy. Oh. Uh, and I have advantage on this from Sildon. Yep. I don't want to miss, otherwise I blow all these points for nothing. <gasps> yes, was oh. oh my god! Guys, this is gonna hurt. That's ten d ten psychic damage. What was that? Two. So, uh, I'm gonna. So do the d tens first. Okay. Okay, and then do the d sixes. Additional four. <laughs> so fifty eight points of damage. Nice. <laughs> right, me, Any uh, modifiers? Add this in. No, no that, she did that already. Oh, you did. Okay. Plus. Ooh, this this was nasty. Good. Ooh. So I just <laughs> like a little That's rabbit animal. Too. That's her making that sound. <laughs> basically, yeah. I thought you were Xena so Warrior Sarge Princess. Focuses and slashes, and you see a pulse come from her blade as this thing just knocks its head back blood actually starts pouring slightly from its eyes nose and ears and it just oh, reels back and like slams down on one knee is still up <sighs> oh, that's all I can do <laughs> and she just <sighs> you're next Tor Tor seeing all of this mayhem tries to get its attention uh, he says you've had it out for me and my research this whole time right <laughs> Focus on me. Let's end this. And he's going to make an attack roll with, you know, sneak attack and all that. Go ahead. 16. 16 to hit? Yeah. So you fire and see the bolts pass just through his armor and into him. Uh, wait, into him. So you it hit. hit. Oh. oh. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. Okay. Wait, good thing. Yay. All right, so... Oh my gosh, that's almost max. Um, 28 points. Whoa. How many? 28. Oof. I rolled six on all three of my D6s, and I rolled a seven on my D8, then add three. Nice. <laughs> so you send the bolt and slam it into his chest. It's... 
and it slams down on one arm and one knee at this point and just looks up at you. I cared not for your research. It was a job and they wanted it. I got it done. But he is still standing. Since he can't really respond, he's used his words. He'll just give him a very cold stare. Kalima. All right. She's kind of cold, and I'm actually going to drop my mace and pull my staff out and uh, use five charges to do mass cure wounds. So anybody who needs healing is going to get a big incoming. Are you kidding me? (gasps) Hold on. Plus four. That's not going to help that much. Anything will help me at this point. True. He's currently freezing to death. (laughs) 11 points. (laughs) Everybody gets 11 points of healing. I rolled a two, a two, and a three. That's like almost half my health. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's all I can do. Actually, yeah, that's probably all I can do. Do I still have a bonus action, Tony? Yes, you do. Prayer of healing? Is that the one that takes 10 no. minutes? That's... You're thinking of healing word. Yeah. The one I did before. Mass healing word. word. That's what's throwing me off. Because the one I just did was mass cure wounds. Yes. So, and you yep. used it from the staff. Yeah, I used it from the staff, so it doesn't count like against my stiff. Uh, mass healing right, word, it, I think it's just one before. Three plus. It's three plus your thingy again. Uh, it's so a D4 plus your seven. wisdom. Yep, seven total points more to anybody who would need it, because I can do up to six creatures. It's just you and Daryl right now. Yay. Anybody yeah. that needs it. Dang it. <laughs> All right, so Daryl, you feel a bunch of healing energy just flood you, and you breathe. It's like, oh. You feel a little stiff, but it is your turn. Excellent. So am I already standing up because I was just kind of frozen in place? No, you're prone. All right. Well, I'll stand up anyways. Okay. Good choice. <laughs> I tried. I will go ahead and cast Firebolt. Okay. Make your uh, attack roll. Does a 16 hit. How do you want to do this? <laughs> I'm guessing you only had like one health. If you're not That's even... That's exactly a- what he had. <laughs> awesome. Oh. Ooh. So, Tor, when you fired your 28 points of damage, he had 29. Wow. I did zero points of damage to him. You're a healer. Yeah, but you kept Daryl up. (laughs) Yeah, you kept Daryl alive despite all odds. (laughs) You kept him stealing damage. So, Daryl will stand up and say, like, I am really tired of this floor. And he'll just, like, concentrate and launch a firebolt and basically puncture him through the heart all right so you focus the arcane energy and release and you see the the chain mail across him seems to just melt as this thing slams into his chest where the bolt from tor had gone before where the slash from saria had been a moment ago and just still down you duck as you see heat just form at this <laughs> thing's back for a moment and a bolt fly above you and you just <gasps> and it just crumples and slams into the ground I will step out of the way so that the hulking carcass does not fall on top of me. <laughs> yep, it slams down as <laughs> at the spot you were just standing. Yeah. <laughs> Tor immediately goes to these papers and tries to discern what they are. 
Okay. I am going to say it's going to take you quite a bit of time to look through them. That's fine. I think Kalima is going to go sit on the bottom step and, like, catch her breath. <laughs> I think think Daryl might do the same. <laughs> yeah, sorry I'll go over and kind of be like, but seriously, are you guys okay? Kalima's going to look at me like, I've felt better. I've also felt worse. But not recently? But not recently. It's It's been over a year. <laughs> that was so, pretty awful. I know it probably goes without saying, but I was able to discern that both had some sort of magical effect on them. Makes sense. So does the body revert to anything, or does it appear that this was its true form? Yeah, it that's seems what I was like this next. might be its true form as it's not changing. Okay. Okay, I'll, I'll search his body a little bit. Make an investigation uh, check? Yeah. Can I do a check on the creature? 19. Uh, yes, you can do a nature check. What? Sorry. I'm pleasantly surprised. 24. Okay. I'll go for the investigation first. So sure. you look you look through him and <laughs> start to, to check. He's wearing some simple pants for the most part other than the chain mail. Doesn't seem to have anything... On him particularly, except... No papers, um, notes, anything? Not on him. You do see what seems to be almost an eye, actually, you find in his pocket. It looks more like a pendant, but it looks very realistic. All right. I will pick it up and show it to everybody. I found what looks to be almost a pendant. And then, yeah. Is that that all I find? Uh, Okay, so... Yes, that's all you're fine. So the nature check. This is an oni. Ah. It is a spellcasting ogre-like giant. So I would know that he was never truly a dwarf. Nope. Well, I feel way less bad about having potentially been kind of murdery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, in retrospect, justified. So would she know that, like, I mean, do they tend to disguise themselves like that, or... They tend to hide among a populace, usually for different reasons. Sometimes they're in the service of someone more powerful than them. Other times, if they're on their own, they tend to just go and try and lure people away to eat them. So I will share with the group what I know about Oni that I read in one of my books, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And say, so it sounds like he had some sort of boss or patron who hired him to do a job with your research. Tor? He he briefly does look over his shoulder, even though he is very focused on looking through this these papers. I hope we find them soon. I would like you to make an investigation check, Tor. Okay. I'm going to motion for uh, Sildan to show me the pendant, and then I'm going to cast uh, Identify on it as a ritual. Or as All right, start I'll, to. I'll walk over and give it to him. Okay. Uh, 24, Tony. Sorry, t- 22. Okay, it's going to take you some time, but okay, I will let you know what you discover in a moment. Cool. What language are the papers in, Tor? So, looking through it, you see... Actually, what languages do you guys know? Yeah. As a collective? Um, I, I have comprehend languages, so... All the languages. Yeah. <laughs> we have to actually use it. Huh? I have... Yeah, I have... Well, I can cast it as a ritual. Tor can read Common, Dwarvish, Abyssal, and Infernal. I have Versaria, Common, Celestial, and Elvish. Okay. And you're going and helping him at this point? 
yeah, yeah, I'll go over and help him since Kalima doesn't seem like she wants to talk about it yet. And Tor's kind of being frantic. All right. A little bit. <laughs> A little bit. You do get scraps that appear to be in Dwarvish. Nothing that you can so far discern what they, they might mean. You're kind of just looking through each of the papers trying to find your work, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah. Looking through, Saria, you do notice that it seems not all the papers are written in the same language. You do actually even catch a couple of small scripts written in Celestial. Really? Okay. Yep. I will put those aside. Okay. You pocket those. I mean, I'm assuming I can't read them right now that they're lengthy and it will take time. It will take It will take you some time. Oh, can I? Um, I'm going to switch my psychic focus so I can read Dwarvish. <laughs> Alrighty. I was going to say, I can do uh, common Elvish and Dwarven, but I'm not I'm not going over to look at the papers. You're not in a mood for no doing problem. a little researching <laughs> after this traumatic No, scene. I'm just sitting there just like kind of thinking more about if he was an Oni, could Malachi or Melika had been had been one as well. Kind of just pondering that like. I will briefly say to Saria with your high check, you would know mm-hmm. Oni tend to work alone. Yeah. Even okay. under a specific master. I will share that information with Kalima to see uh, Oni tend to work alone. So whatever has happened with this person who looks like Melika, I-, I don't think he's an Oni. We'll figure it out. Okay. So Daryl would be interested in checking out the documents after he finishes identifying the pendant. Okay. By this point, I would say you're able to focus on it. And it is a magical item known as a hag's eye. Mm. It's usually formed when a coven come together and it allows the hag to see through the hag's eye. Mm. Okay. Do, do, do you relay this information, Daryl? Or Yeah. So basically it would allow a hag to see through it. The hag who created it. Right. Okay. So the, the item is specifically bound to the person who created it or the, the hag yes. who created it. And it and the hag have to be on the same plane of existence. Okay. Can it be destroyed? I'm going to go ahead and take the pendant back. Uh, I would say then... you know it's actually pretty fragile. Who, me? Me. Daryl. Okay. So I'll, I'll relay that that it's possible that a uh, hag was either in charge of the Oni or somehow affiliated and was able to see through the, the pendant. We should destroy so, it then. So, Daryl, I, I have a question. Go for it. Could you cast pyrotechnics again can i cast it again yeah maybe if you gave me an hour to rest i probably could <laughs> i kind of would like to blind whoever is on the other end before we destroy well uh, it. Th- that's what i was asking uh can i see it back i'll take out my bedroll okay ask for the pendant back to do, do get it back sure what are you doing yeah what are you- i'm gonna wrap it in the bedroll do i know okay. if they would be able to hear sound through it in addition to sight as far as you're aware, it seems like it's only sight. Okay. Well, I was going to say, does he know if it's a magical sight? Because if it is, then the bedroll's not going to do anything. It does. It seems like it's just sight. It's, it's as if they're seeing as if that is their eye. It's a webcam. You did cast identify, so that's what you have. <laughs> Basically, right? It's a magical webcam? It's a super magical webcam. Okay. And if it was With like an distances. IR webcam, or... <laughs> so I can see through clothes? <laughs> Okay, I'd like to destroy it, but I'd kind of like to just say screw you to whoever's on the other end and try to blind them or something. Okay. 
I don't know if it would necessarily blind them. They may not be looking at that particular moment. Yeah, and it might not be and linked we, that closely. And we may be able to use this to track them, so I don't know if destroying it is the best idea. Uh, do we have any sense that that could be used to track them, Tony? Not that you know of. Like, magically. Yeah, I've never heard of that being done through yeah. something like this, and I've I've studied magic quite a bit. Okay. I'm checking to see if I've got Question, anything. Tony? Can I do, um, like, a nature check to see what I know about hags, kind of, in general? That would be an arcana. Can I, I do like an arcana well. check? <laughs> I would like to take a nap with a four. Yeah. I've had a total, what? total of ten. I said I would like I'll to take a, a nap with a four, because I'm rolling garbage. <laughs> they uh, are thir- extra planar creatures. Thirteen. You do know they tend to like deals. They like to slowly corrupt people. Okay, I'll share that with the group that I recall having read that hags like to corrupt people. It is also, by the way, it is also rather late at this point for all of you. Yeah. Uh, how far are we from the tavern where I'm staying? Uh, maybe an hour. Probably less Ooh. without, no, less without people wandering the streets now, especially if you go to the main road. Okay. Yours actually, yours yeah, and say. Sildan's are the closest ones. How far are we from the temple where I did the, the burial stuff? It's about same as uh, Sildan's in. It's about a 20 to 30 minute walk. All right. I'm going to suggest we we gather up everything here, all the research. We go to, to an inn and recover and then start fresh in the morning. There's no other exits in this room? This uh, it's, a, hey, it's a plain room. Can I investigate? It seemed, is what you're saying. Yeah, it's bare. It, yeah, go ahead. Secret doors. I don't know. There might be. I see my feet. Would there be an investigation also... to see if we can find like a secret door? Yes. I would I like to do sixteen. Anyone who wants to do that, go ahead. Uh, I will try as well. I got a twenty-three investigation. Twenty-one. Okay. Searching the room, you don't detect anything else. It seems like the fact that Melika was able to teleport out was his escape plan. So it doesn't seem like there's any other way out of this room. Uh, would we... You guys that are staying in the inn, would they know if there is, um, with the festival happening, would there be available rooms? I can get us a room, I'm sure. I can get rooms for you guys. I'm pretty close with my innkeeper. Well, that's assuming there are rooms, though. That's what I'm saying. So I will say, sorry, last you were there, you did know he was a little busy, but not... Yeah, crazy. That was just that was just earlier today. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was just that was like what, like four or five hours ago, Tony. Yes. Okay. What's I'm sorry, I'm blanking. What's my innkeeper's name? Garrett Brushgather. Garrett Brushgather. Garrett Brushgather, my halfling innkeeper. I'm sure we'll find a place for us. Okay. And I think we'll be pretty secure there. Do we all want to stay together? Probably. It's probably a good idea at this point. I agree. Well, whatever we're in, I think we're all in it together. All right, let's start heading back. Okay. No objections? No objections here. Do we need to do anything with this body? I'm going to ask Kalima. Probably should burn it, just because... Okay. I don't know if Onis can can technically be revived, but I'm assuming anything can be revived. Any humanoid or giant-type creature can be revived as an undead. 
So, so we will yes. we will burn it. <laughs> we will burn it then. Kalima being a particularly uh Deity, uh, having Kalimbor as your deity, you would know this. Okay. Yeah, I figured she's pretty much an expert on the whole death, undead thing. Yep. So, so okay. takes you guys a little bit of time, but you begin the fire and wait gonna, at least until. I was gonna specifically ask if I could do it, just because I really didn't like that guy. <laughs> you have no problem <laughs> with a few fire bolts to begin to light him up. And it takes you guys a few moments to watch. The smell does start to get to you after a little yep. bit. Let's but go. you stay long enough to confirm that he will be done. Consumed. Okay. So I will lead you guys to the Nickel Granger Tavern. All right. It'll take you guys a little bit of time. You do eventually arrive. And it's rather quiet at this point. It's it's pretty late. You do see Garrett standing behind the bar. Sorry. I'll say, yes, Garrett. Believe it or not, I made friends. I... Um, he looks at all of you and kind of like eventually his eyes fall to, uh, to Kalima. I was like, really? Okay. Is that so, is that so hard to believe? Do you have rooms that they can rent? I know it's busy. Yeah, I have, I have, I have a few rooms. I mean, you're helping me out with it. So it depends how many rooms you're looking for. I don't mind sharing. for Tony. Yeah. Do we, do they have like two beds in like a small room? Yeah, they have, they have a few rooms that have a couple of beds in them. I don't really need to sleep, but. Just anywhere I can kind of sit for a while. Because <laughs> elf. elf and trance. Yeah. I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah, let's just, I guess we'll just share. I guess, Kalima, you can stay with me. Sildan, do you just, like, sit in a corner? Yeah, anywhere, really. He, he meditates <laughs> like a, for like four a hours. Cupboard? Like, what kind of space do you, like, do you need a pillow? <sighs> I'll ask, <laughs> is it okay if I kind of just sit in the bar for about four or five hours? If you stay in the corner, I suppose, and don't That's weird people fine. out. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, and um, I guess we'll just need one other room. That that's fine. Um, I'll I'll take care of you at least for for a couple of days. You're helping out some friends of mine, so. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Uh, no, I'll, I'll fill you in on some stuff in the morning. Yeah, it is rather late, so. Yeah. That uh, sounds we've good. We've had a hard night. It's been rough, man. Like. <laughs> <laughs> We need some sleep, except for this one who apparently doesn't sleep. So it's not that uh, weird. Or Tor uh, so. who didn't take any damage, right? I guess yeah, that's but true. he's had like some mental anguish over this whole burning research yeah, thing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he's focused on the papers he collected. All right, he's probably standing there still sifting through them. <laughs> he has them in his right. pack, and he—I would say uh, you take them out a couple of times, wouldn't you, Tor? He's constantly looking through these papers. Constantly looking through these papers. He did. Uh, he he stopped looking as little as possible, and he was a little grumpy that we had to leave the tavern. But you know, burning flesh and all. So you you will get. I will tell you what you're able to learn from it in the morning. Okay. But you eventually all do retire. You get your rest for the evening, Sildan. Yes. As you are. Essentially getting out of your trance, as you only have to do four hours of that and four hours of just light rest. Mm-hmm, and um, it's semi-consciousness. You're kind of looking around the bar. It's empty. After a moment, though, you notice the door open to the outside. And you see a slim figure start to approach. A young half-elf. And it takes you a moment before you realize it's Elsis, one of your students. Okay. And she looks over to you and starts to walk forward and there's a distant look to her eyes and she walks up leave this quest or we will kill the other two 
and she falls unconscious. Bum, bum, bum. That's where we'll pick up next time. Ah! Ah! Why? So. Why would you do this to me? You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so. Tony is secretly evil. Yes. I am. Uh, It's a secret. Yeah, until, I was gonna say. Well, until now, it was <laughs> for a little, a little bit of insight for Sildan, his little trainees are like his babies. They're like his children, man. Yep. If anybody oh. threatens them, he will go to town. He will punch them so much. So hard. All right. Thank you all so much for listening to our podcast. As you know, you can find it on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and now Stitcher. Please follow us on Twitter at Rules as Written. We'd love to talk to you. And we'll see you next time in Orenthal. Thanks! Thanks!